Hey, what's going on, Rain Bro? It's your boy Jerry, the TR Expert Washington, and I'm here in the basement of General Fitness Company Studio recording episode number 36 of TR Expert Talks. Oh yeah, buddy. So what we're going to be talking about today is a little bit of balance. Yeah, I know. We've talked about balance before, but we're going to go a little bit more in depth, and you know, we can always talk about balance in our lives, because... uh why not, right? <laughs> we all need a little bit of balance, you know, unfortunately, that's not something that uh, is in everybody's repertoire when it comes to working out. Most people believe in working out in uh, regards to like doing hard sprints or uh, lifting heavy weights, but a lot of times the balance is neglected from your uh, everyday workout, and I want to um, just emphasize the points of why it's important to have balance and obviously talk a little bit about how you can have balance in your uh, workouts. And of course, we're going to be talking a little bit about um, the real world life application, which I'm pretty sure you can uh, already assume where, where we're going to go with this one. Uh, but anyways, let's go ahead and get into it, you know, uh, let's go ahead and get started. Episode number 36, Living on the Edge. Let's go. So this is episode number 36 and we're going to be talking about balance today. I'm excited about this. You know, it's um it's interesting how like you see so many of these people that can lift a lot of weight or run really fast and unfortunately you kind of try to have them do anything that it pertains to balance and they look like they just learned how to walk. <laughs> so and I, the reason why I say that and the reason why I say other people because I was actually one of those people at one point in time. I remember back in college when I was running track uh, in my freshman year I had some really bad knee issues and I couldn't figure out why. I actually had those issues in uh, high school but we uh, kind of just put a knee brace on me and just said keep running and then we tried like these uh, you know Dr. Scholl's type orthotics and those kind of worked for a little bit, but they didn't work uh, that much. And then we upgraded to like a semi-permanent orthotic and that same rules, the same kind, of, same kind of thing happened. I was like, it was okay, but it wasn't, it wasn't great. And then I went to college and obviously with more running, I had some more issues with the knee and I found out that um, I needed like these prescription orthotics. But luckily because I was at a college, uh, they had the hookups on it, and they just said, you know, put your feet in there. They're supposed to be like $800 orthotics, and they just gave it to me for like, I don't remember what it was, <laughs> but it was a, a pretty good deal. Thank you, college athletics. But anyway, so I wore those orthotics, and my feet hurt for a little bit, but I tell you, like, um, my knee never hurt again. <laughs> and I still, to this day, don't have that pain in my knee. So um, those orthotics, actually, the reason why they worked is because they put my feet in the, in the proper uh, position. They helped my feet, uh, they helped me distribute the weight of my feet the way I quote unquote was supposed to. But that was only one piece of the puzzle. The other piece of the puzzle that the training staff actually implemented in my, um, my quote unquote rehab for my knee was balance. Now, I never really worked on balance before that. You know, I was like kind of just like anybody else. I'd lift weights in the gym and I was doing bench presses and squats and, you know, explosive movements like, you know, power cleans and stuff like that. It's doing like what everybody else is doing, but we never did anything that pertained to balance. And it just never occurred to me that it was important until, you know, that first uh, exercise they had me do and I looked like a, a baby deer. <laughs> like I didn't have any steadiness in my legs. It was ridiculous how terrible it was. And um, I thought to myself, like, this is 
this is, this shouldn't be, you know, and I just thought like, wait, if I don't have any balance, and I, you know, I even came to this conclusion as an older teenager, I think I was 19 years old at the time, or 18 or 19 years old, because it was my freshman year, and I thought to myself, like, you know, if I had more balance, I'd probably be able to apply more power to each step, and so I tried to work on my balance a little bit, and it kind of came into uh, an opportunity for me that I ended up uh, in my school at Gus Davis, um, my, it was a liberal arts school, so I had an elective where you had to take some kind of art, and one of those arts that I could take was, was dance. So ballet was on the docket, and I was like, oh, I remember like Barry Sanders was big at the time, and so I was like, yo, I want to be like Barry Sanders, because Barry Sanders is like, he was the man. I don't know if you know who Barry Sanders was, but he played for the Detroit Lions, and I'm a Patriots fan, so if you ever look up like Barry Sanders highlights, for some reason, they're all against the New England Patriots. So I got to see Barry Sanders firsthand for a lot of games because I was always watching Patriots games and he always seems to do the most damage against my team. Damn you, Barry. But I also bow to him. <laughs> Much respect. Damn you, but I respect you as well, Barry Sanders. So, um... <laughs> I found out that he did ballet as well as a few other football players that I respected. So I decided that I was going to try out ballet. And I pretty much realized that like I would always be sore and weird in ways that I was never sore in like with my other workouts. So like that's what kind of put me on to like, being, uh, having balance in your workout routine and doing exercises that can help you with your balance. What I found over time is that when you work on your balance you actually can exert a lot more for, you know, when you work on your balance, you not only have stability, but you also have more force in your muscles and you can actually do more things more efficiently because you have more force in your muscles and everything is kind of moving along on the same plane, you can be more efficient. So that like people, so it's not just like, say for instance, you like you prevent yourself from falling over. So like it also applies to like when you're when you're bench pressing or when you're lifting anything because if you have a stable structure that you're pushing or pulling from or lifting with you automatically are going to be able to lift a lot more than a, st a structure that's moving around even if it's slight movement that's going to prevent you from you know uh, being the most efficient in your lift so I found that you know doing these fun exercises in ballet that ended up being what's called a, uh, I can't remember what the, the actual acronym stands for, unfortunately, because I just got put onto this, uh, my friend who I might tag in here somehow, <laughs> he's, uh, he's actually been over to my gym a couple times, and he does this thing with uh, range of motion that's called CARS, and I said, as I said, I don't remember what it was called, but maybe in the, uh, in the uh, conclusion, I'll get, to get back to you on that one, but anyways, CARS, these uh, range of motion exercises that these uh, physical therapists and personal trainers are on to now are, is very similar to ballet. <laughs> a lot of the motions are very similar to what I learned in ballet, except for maybe there's a slight angle that's a little bit different. Like say maybe when you're doing what's called a rond de jambe in ballet, which is uh, rounding of the, of the leg, literally. It's uh, very similar to a hip opening car. I, I can't remember what car stands for, but... I'll get back to you in the, in the <laughs> conclusion of this. But a hip opening car looks exactly like a Ronde Jam, except for the only difference is that your knee is bent when you're doing the action, when you're doing the movement. But other than that, it's pretty much the same exercise. 
So, you know, it's everything kind of comes full circle when we found that, you know, when you uh, look at it, uh, when you look at it, it's just pretty much everything is based on what we did back in the day. It's just like a slight variation and people put another name on it and then, you know, boom, it's (laughs) something that's uh, this world-renowned new greatest movement or new greatest exercise routine. So balance, let's go and go into uh, how you can apply balance, some actual practical application of balance. So one exercise I did mention, and we actually did this at boot camp the other day, and that's uh, called the rond de jambe or a uh, hip opening car. And that's essentially where you take one leg off the ground, bring it in front of you, bring it out to the side, and then bring it behind you. And you just kind of sweep it through. And uh, that is called the rond de jambe. If you want to do it all ballet style, you're gonna hit, you're gonna have your elbow bent, <laughs> have your elbow bent with your hand in front of your belly button, holding onto a bar or a chair or a table or some kind of surface that can support you. You're gonna have your heel off the ground if you're doing it rond, a ballet style rond de jambe. And you're gonna have the other foot in front of you coming out, you know, coming out and around like you're drawing a, a circle or a semicircle with your leg and swing it through. Now what you wanna do uh, when you're doing that particular exercise, you wanna focus on keeping your torso steady. Cause what happens is if you keep your torso steady, you're actually using your hip rather than your actually rather than your other leg so when you move your torso you kind of use your other leg to torque your leg around so you can maybe get more range of motion but unfortunately the exercise doesn't work in its intended purpose uh, because <laughs> instead of working on your balance and increasing your core functioning you instead you know just kind of swing your leg around and you maybe get some glute and, and maybe get some some glute work or some butt work and some quads in the front of your legs but uh, you don't really get the core aspect, which is what's probably the most important of this particular exercise. Another uh, less advanced exercise that you can do is a, is a calf raise. You can do it with two, two feet. That actually help, helps strengthen your proprioceptors. That uh, also you know, works with your balance. Those are your secondary uh, like stabilizer muscles. You can do it two feet. That's going to help out with your calf muscles and your proprioceptors. You can do it with one foot, and that's going to help out with your balance. And also, again, with your proprioceptors, but actually helps officially with your balance because you're doing it with one, only one, one, one leg. So another really, really simple exercise you can do, I tell my clients to do this all the time, is just like practice standing on one leg and just doing everyday tasks. I wouldn't suggest like you do these everyday tasks with like a knife in your hand or anything like that. Like I wouldn't, I would prepare dinner with, a, uh, with one leg off the ground unless you're feeling like real advanced or whatnot and you've already mastered like single leg calf raises and stuff like that in rond de jambes and uh, uh another exercise uh, that i have people do is a uh, single leg bend over which is essentially you put one foot on the floor and you reach both hands down and touch the other uh, touch the foot that is on the floor while keeping one leg off the ground and bringing it behind you so those are some practical tips some practical exercises that you can apply to your workout routine uh, have, you know, it's pretty much pretty simple. Essentially, if you can take one foot off the ground and do anything uh, that you would normally do with two feet, you're practicing balance. So, uh, practicing balance, let's take it into your real world life lesson, right? Uh, so, practicing balance is obviously very important, you know, because it helps you, with, uh, helps you achieve your normal task with a little bit more stability, a little bit more efficiently. So, like, for instance, where I'm trying to go with this is that, let's say, for instance, if, you, uh, if you're working real hard, the opposite of that, the balance of that would be to rest. <laughs> the unfortunate thing is a lot of people work on playing as their balance to uh, working hard. And <laughs> 
that's still expending energy. So you got to think of it in more of a, like a macro level of what you're doing here, expending energy. All right, so that was a doozy of an episode, huh? <laughs> Getting your balance on. Yeah, it was a little interesting. Got a little bit of a history on uh, how I got into balancing and how I got into uh, that little aspect of my training that might be a little bit different than other people's training because uh, not a lot of trainers that I know out there uh, were world champions in powerlifting and also did ballet and also were six-time All-Americans in track. So it's all, you know, it all kind of comes together to why uh, Gentle Fitness Company is what it is. It's my brainchild and it's pretty much how I always believed was the best way to work out is to be able to um, uh, you know learn the historical basics. You know ballet is obviously one of the oldest ways of movement but if you learn those historical basics uh, then you can build on that foundation and then all of a sudden you're able to do uh, other things that you didn't realize <laughs> also needed those basics. You know it's kind of like mathematics. You know first you start off with basic math and you move up to geometry then you move up to algebra then you move on to like bigger and better things but everything builds on uh the thing before it so if you can uh, first start off with just something basic like taking one foot off the ground and working on your balance everything else just becomes exponentially easier so uh, one thing i actually forgot to mention to you uh was my friend that uh taught me about those cars uh, <laughs> i looked it up what the cars are uh while i was uh kind of editing the the other part of the podcast and I found that it's a controlled articulated uh, rotations was essentially it's what it sounds like it's a scientific word for saying that you work your joints through a long range of motion and you do it slow you know controlled is always means slow but you, so you do it slow and you really try to work the range of motion you strengthen up the joint capsules uh, because what you have what you ended up doing is that you are um, you're uh, putting extra stress on the joint and maintaining those positions a little bit longer than you would in, in uh, your everyday life. So controlled articulated releases from my boy, uh, Brian Nevison. He didn't invent those, but he's just the, for the, the trainer that I talked to uh, that actually uh, put me on to those. So you can check him out. He actually has a blog called smilestakeymiles.org. Check it out. It's pretty cool. I read it. Um, he's got some really cool stuff about uh, mindset. So he's on that mindset uh, aspect as well, and, and figures because Philadelphia is kind of like the uh, the center right now for mindset. You know, they we have a uh, the Beck Institute right here, right outside of Philadelphia, like literally like a mile outside of Philadelphia, and that is the uh, those are the uh, the Becks, and they're the founders of po of um, they're the founders of cognitive behavioral therapy. We also have the uh, founder of positive therapy. His name is Martin Seligman. He's a professor at UPenn. A really, really, really well-renowned scientist and psychologist, and I think he actually has a name. Uh, I think he actually has a building named after him. After him, at UPenn. I think he actually has the name of a building named after him at UPenn. So, yeah, Philadelphia is doing its thing when it comes to psychology, and that's probably explains why I made my way out here after college because uh, that was my major. So, um, you know, some things kind of just they kind of worked their way out. So that's kind of how. Uh, Philadelphia rolls. We're all about the mindset, even though we do also throw batteries, <laughs> batteries at Santa Claus. But that was like almost 50 years ago, so I guess we are, we're forgiven now. Plus, we won a Super Bowl, so we're really forgiven. <laughs> Anyways, um, check this out. I forgot to mention that uh, we uh, have something going on for the summer. Uh, just starting this off in the next, no next month in July. Uh, it's June now. 
So uh, next month in July, we're going to be starting something off called the uh, yoga. <laughs> uh, I used to call it uh, yoga stenics because it's a combination of yoga and calisthenics, like boot camp and yoga combined. Uh, but I'm going to call it yoga, and uh, that's going to be short for Jerry's yoga class. And that's going to be like a simple stretch class, nothing like real yoga, so to speak. You know, I might have some movements that you'll find in yoga, but um, it's going to be a simple, basic stretch class that we can all follow that's not like woo-woo like yoga. Uh, we might in the future have like other yoga instructors come in and work with us and do actual yoga classes. But I think for the most part, your average person that's trying to get into working out doesn't need to have like a super advanced yoga class. I think it's pretty easy just to stretch out. And if you can get stretched out, if you can stretch out uh, with us, that'd be great. So we're going to be doing it outdoors at the Kenwood Trail, the same place where we do our boot camps. We're just essentially adding another day to our boot camp sessions. So check it out. We're going to be doing it up every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. And uh, what I'm offering you today is um, a deal. You're going to get in there and you're going to get it for free. But you have to give me the password. All right. The password is keep good company today. And if you don't remember that, I can't help you. <laughs> but that password, keep good company today, is worth $15. Every class is going to be $15. So your first class is on me if you can give me that password, keep good company today. All right, so I appreciate you listening. I hope I see you out at our new yoga class. And um, let's stay tuned for our next episode, episode number 37, tomorrow. Until then, keep good company.